Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the hosts joining me this evening are the Dapper DM, Troy Sandlin. Hello, all. And what should we call you, Sir Thomas? That works. Sir, I am here, Sir Thomas. Yes, uh, it's a, uh, a cool name. I, what I really wanted to do because John wasn't here tonight is just yeah. wear the hat and the mug and just put on my fake that fake rubber beard that I have. Somewhere. Oh, that would have been great. And just pretend to be John the entire time. Just and that's I, uncanny. The resemblance. Yeah, I uncanny. know, right? <laughs> I uh, I uh, yes. That we just say the dwarven DM Thomas Votal. <laughs> just, okay, why don't we just cut the cut the feed now, and we'll just start it back over. And uh, I got a hat here somewhere. Yeah, well, let's just do that. We'll we'll just restart. Why not? We we'll just restart. This, just do that. This this is for you, John. Perfect. Okay. You'll Hello, listen. and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening are the Dapper DM, Troy Sandlin. Hello, all. And then we also have the Dwarven DM himself, Thomas Votal. Well, hello today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pleased. Uh, that's excellent. Uh, worth it. Yes. Totally, hashtag totally worth it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John never listens to these anyway, so he'll never know. He'll so never. This will be our little dirty little secret chat. <clears throat> so, speaking of John, uh, he really wanted to be here today. Obviously, uh, not just for uh, our recording right now, but also for the interview that we just wrapped up with Lissa. Um, but unfortunately, uh, he. He did not get the con crud, but he uh, he came home to a house full of sick kids and ended up uh, getting sick himself, kind of here at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love uh, Bear Droid says, this is like when they recast a character in the third season of a show and never address it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. When Darren, when Darren changed, <laughs> they, oh, that's, that's perfect. I am so happy. Thomas has now showed up with a fake beard and a uh, baseball cap and holding a... Uh, the ampersand mug, yes. The ampersand mm-hmm. mug. Man, it's not, it's like, I don't even know. Like It's like he's it's not perfect. even gone. Yeah, it's it's like, not like yeah. he's not even gone. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Left due to creative differences. That's coming Dragon next. Dragonlance and my mead I have coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, oh, I, we know I, Thomas is Thomas is now playing two people for this entire stream. Yep. Thomas, I anticipate you giving us the recap of all these cons from Tom's perspective and then also from John's perspective flowing back and forth naturally. Yes. I can absolutely do that. Great. I appreciate it. This is going to be wonderful. Okay. Well, here. We've actually got three conventions that we need to talk about. Uh, Gen Con, and then Celebration, which only John was at. So this is going to be awesome. And, and, yeah, and John wasn't at Gen Con, so. 
I'm happy to talk about celebration today, guys. Yes. <laughs> Looking forward to it. And then uh, Origins, which uh, we have a lot to talk about because we just got back from that. Yep. Uh, feels like we just got back from all three, really. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it, never it was ends. chaos. It never ends. Um, and we've 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 now locked down Game Hole Con as the next Drifters Atlas official uh, presence convention, which feels like it's in like ten days, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It feels like that. Plenty, plenty of time. Yes. So yeah, all of our chat was at D and D celebration yeah, by and pr- large. Yeah, so much. it. Yeah, if you're in the Twitch chat, you could give recaps probably better than we could at this point. Um, but let's let's start with the big tamale. Let's start with Gen Con. Uh, so all three of us were at Gen Con. The Drifters Atlas was uh, present with a booth at Gen Con. Troy and I ran games. Um, Thomas and I also did the booth. Thomas was at the booth nearly the entire weekend. Um, it was, on and off. uh, yeah, it was a mad, mad convention full of hustle and running. Yes. <clears throat> so I think typically what we do, and this one will be a little bit different cause we got the booth to talk about a little bit, but like, I think typically what we do is we say, what did we run at this convention? So Troy, why don't you kick us off? What did we run at Gen Con? Uh, for me, it was really easy. I ran learn to plays. Mm-hmm. All all weekend long, um, mm-hmm. the and it happened to be the learn to play adventure that uh, we wrote. Mm-hmm. So that was, kinda, that was neat to see uh, all these people that came in to the learn to play area, um, brand new to the game. There there were individuals that had played, you know, first edition, second edition, hadn't played for years, wanted to come in and see what fifth edition was all about. Uh, no bear, no bear droid. We did not get the body cams. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, we'll get into origins here in a in a minute, and we can kind of recap why some of the things that I really thought we would get to uh, make happen, due to somebody. I'm pointing at Troy for people who are in the podcast. Oh, okay, I'm not saying somebody uh, lackadaisical ignorance. We weren't able to do because somebody had to volunteer unknowingly for yeah never mind we'll get into that later yeah okay. yeah yeah i was i was gonna out myself zach i was yeah. gonna i was gonna yeah. out myself but uh yeah i got to i got to play some uh run some games for some new brand new and new to 5e players and had an absolute blast doing so yeah it's always good to do that it's always good. um we always have a good time there uh doing the learn to plays and it, there's something special about introducing new people to the game and gen con conventions are one of those times where like i find that a lot of the vddw people that play on the weekends aren't new to D. they're new to adventures league if anything right right um but at gen con and at some of these cons you get uh genuinely new people and you get families you get all these other mixtures of folks that that make it uh really exciting so learn to plays at a convention if you ever find yourself at a convention and you consider running something consider it being learned plays because uh 
they're a bundle of joy most of the time. Uh, on my end, I ran an XP track of Season 10, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, Parts 1 through 4, but we kind of fused Part 4 and Part 5 together and did a like weird conglomerate uh, to round out that series. <clears throat> so so I had one... You took, you took Adventure Leagues into your own hands again. That's right. That's when, right. I when did it. Doesn't he? That's right. I will say though that I had a partner in crime for this one. Our friend David Burkhart collaborated with me in turning these modules into an amalgamation, and I think it worked out really well. Um. So for those of you who aren't familiar, like an XP track basically means that we I got one table of consistent players throughout a series of modules and um, it, it's a lot of fun and uh, because we have the same players consistently I have more leeway with the story and Zach has already stated right the Zach statement which Thomas reminded me this weekend the Zach statement on how closely one must abide to an AL module on a scale of 1 to 10 is somewhere strongly between a 1 and a 2 um, so when I say I have leeway with an XP track, that's saying baseline is 1, 1. 1.52, and it's lower than that when you hit so, an XP track. So. so so, what you're telling me is that kids come up, or people show up to play in Forgotten Realms, and you take them into Spelljammer, and you're like, we're doing this, baby. Yep, Here it goes. Exactly. It's still D&D. Hang on to your butts. Uh, Bear Droid is asking how many PC kills. Troy, did you have any PC kills? Well, no, I was teaching no. people how to play. That's th listen. Part of part of play is 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 death. Hundred um, percent. I couldn't agree more with you on this part, Zach. It doesn't happen all that often, but I couldn't oh. agree more. Oh man, I'm trying yeah, to think eight. about. Uh, it turned into I think ten three, which bear in mind if you played ten three, my ten three was nothing like your ten three. Um, but but ten three exactly in space. Ten three was very gruesome and dropped nearly the whole party, and I think they escaped. And I'm I'm going to falter on some of the details because at this point it's been many many convention hours since then. But I want to say that they all made it out. But they all were making death saves at various points. Um, and it was really nail bitey And I had kind of padded their um, their roster with some sidekick NPCs and and they all died. So it was it was one of those things where I had to cut through the sidekicks to drop the player characters and that, that took a lot of my resources. Yeah, so so basically Zach Lesson was learned. Like, I need to I need to put some NPCs in here so that maybe they'll last. Yes, that's really Other, that's really otherwise TPK for there, twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you get to exactly. go back to the booth if if, if everyone's that's, dead. You get to go back to the booth. That's true. That's right. I get to leave early. <laughs> um, no, it was really fun. Um, absolute blast with that track, and uh, made me a stronger believer in Plague of Ancients as a campaign path. So, 
<clears throat> Troy, do you have any, and we're going to get to Thomas here in just a moment, but do Troy, do you have any highlight, one or two highlight memories um, that you haven't shared from the last, our little pre-post-con wrap-up? I, I um, Okay, share, share, share your stories. Uh, okay, I've got... I've got three. I did touch on the one previously, but I'll save that one for last. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one, I I actually made a grown woman go squee at the table from my description of what was going on in, in the uh, in the learn to play because of the the uh, the cuteness factor that I was uh, mm. pouring on. And so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, same group. Um, I will be sending them a bill for the NPCs therapy sessions. Mm. Um, they intimidated one of the uh, the bandits so badly that, uh, well, I said he peed his pants. <laughs> and so as they're questioning him. They asked me what his name was, and I don't know why, but it it came up with I came up with Finn. His name's Finn, and so then they started calling him Little Finny Pee Pants. Hmm. And exactly that, exactly that's what I was saying. It's like you're going to give him a complex, and it just you know, come on, Finny Pee Pants, and they were making him like lead them back to the bad guy's lair and all this stuff and they just kept pouring on the his you know incontinence issues and yeah i feel like you i can't feel like drag him back to his mob boss with pee pants exactly that's humiliating on so many different levels so you know i feel like you know they were they were cruel beyond uh what is reasonable um but yeah uh finn Finny P pants is is uh, going to need therapy. He needs uh, he needs time to recover. He needs time to build up his self esteem again. Hmm. Um, but then yeah, my my one big highlight was the uh, the family that I met. Um, uh, a mom, a dad, and and their two younger girls. They were just an absolute delight. Um, and they actually that story will continue on in Origins, when we talk about Origins. But, uh, yeah, just uh, all the tables I had were great. Um, working the booth with you guys was a lot of fun. Mm. Sending people on, on the little quests was, was really cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, getting to see people that, I mean, what, we haven't seen in, for me, over two years, because I didn't get to go to Gen Con and Origins in 2019. So, mm-hmm. So yeah, I got to see uh, Alphineus. That was fun to get to talk to him again. From Gooey Cube. From Gooey Cube. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it was it basically was just uh, one giant highlight for me. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Thomas, did you have any like high highlight events, highlight moments from the con? Oh, the favorite of the. The things that I ran was just running around the hotel like a madman. I got up at seven in the morning every day and went to bed at like one or two in the morning every day, and just I'm um, just constantly through the whole thing and wouldn't change it by any means, but it was no, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. 
um, highlights, highlights, um, well, Gen Con, it was just the, the energy of being back in a, in a big con again. It was, my last con was Winter Fantasy of 2020, so it's been over a year and a half. And uh, it's just really good to see the people that I don't get to see often. Um, I know we talk about it a lot, and we see you guys on the on the stream and stuff like that, but um, there's a lot of people that you don't get to see on a regular basis that that mean a lot to us, right? Yep. Um, we had people come to the con at Gen Con and um, they're like, wow, you really have a, a real group, a real family here. And it's it's very noticeable that we are all pretty close and it's funny when you only see each other for 10 days a year, but it, it really has become sort of this tight-knit sort of community between a lot of these DMs and a lot of other people that end up at these cons over and over again. And some of our... Even some of our listeners that have showed up at cons that we've met through cons, some of which couldn't be there this time, and we wish them the Yeah. Yeah, um, so uh, it. I think I'll second that, like... I'm trying to like so so here's something that that our listeners may not know that's kind of an interesting tidbit of knowledge uh this this is like behind the scenes details here right oh. um this is like the footnotes or the um the whatever that you get you gotta save this uh, for the bite-sized gaming podcast after dark where they cost ten dollars right. to get in that's right uh <laughs> so John and I never met in person until this summer. And we were streaming a podcast together. We've been streaming the podcast together for a year and a half. Yeah. Right. Or whatever at that point. Right. Um, so you're absolutely right, Thomas. Like there's, there's this weird connection that you have, like we're it's like your second family. And for some of us, it's your primary family. It feels like, is all these people that you run games with and run podcasts with and run companies with and all that. And, but then the truth of the matter is that you never had said a, you never had said boo to that person in, in, in the flesh until, you know, you and I started a company basically with more than a hello back and forth in person, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's about how much we said to each other. I met Troy for the first time at Gen Con in person. Yeah. I met Well, that you remember. Yeah. That I that that was Troy's not very memorable. I, le- so, I left quite so, the impression. Yeah. But, yeah. but Troy's not very memorable, so it, it was one of those things, yeah. And John the same way and I had talked to David, but I hadn't talked to Janine or any of our other friends that we did the summer convert the summer little get together with. Um it's just it's a it's a weird connection, but it it is visceral and emotional and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there is the also the emotional of of getting this thing that we've been working on for eighteen months into a booth in the in arguably the biggest convention in our kind of setting in the world. Inarguably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Spiel has to be close, right? But yeah, yeah. It's the board idea games. is that oh, it's just board games. I think so. But uh, somebody's gonna tell me I'm wrong. But yeah, but so now we are now we are uh, 
to some level, at least semi-legitimized um, because we had a booth there. Yeah. And we are starting down that path as well, which was a blast. And it was really neat to have people come up and say, hey, message board was just on Kickstarter, wasn't it? Or, hey, mm-hmm. I picked up Scrap Rats or I picked up Desert Moon of Cards from our friend Joel on Kickstarter. And these are all here at the booth. Did yeah. you guys have a hand in these? Um, and we say, yeah, like a lot of this was stuff that we have directly worked on. And if not, it's that our, our friends have directly done these really cool things that we are proud of having with us. And, uh, I think that was my favorite part, right. Of talking about, talking about me with message board, when we gave away message board about having it sort of come to my attention with, with teaching DMing through my school, through my work and, um, just having these really cool sort of connections that way with people who show up. Yeah. Uh, I think the only other thing that I'll add to that for Gen Con is, um, uh, it was a bizarre experience walking into, uh, the booth and having people walk up and be like, oh, I backed your Kickstarter. and Or I had one guy walk up and say, oh, I backed every single one of your Kickstarters. Like, that's a weird interaction. And, uh, you know, each, I had, you know, a, a couple handfuls of those during the weekend. And it's like, that gave me enough, like, it was a five hour energy each time it came, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody came up, right? <laughs> The one guy, I don't know if you were in the booth or not, but the guy came up and basically said, I backed Siege, and I'll never, ever do a Siege battle without doing this part of the Siege first. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And he said, he said, I'll still use the idea of sending them out to fight the big bad, but it won't be until after they've secured the walls. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of nice statements, and nice people saying nice things, and there's something really, really cool and exciting about putting your actual product in the hands of actual people that's that's kind of unique and interesting so a lot of cool stuff there i've shipped Um, a ton of it but it's really hard it's not the same as taking a dollar from somebody and putting it in a drawer and handing them stuff that we've done yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's a weird feeling yeah 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 it's a weird feeling um uh bear droid is asking Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people there. Was there any pandemic anxiety, any pandemic hiccups? You know, I will, for me, I was a little worried going in, you know, because you just didn't know how, how people were going to take it. Um, the Gen Con people, and I would say probably the convention people, the convention mm-hmm. center people, were really on top of things as far as making sure people were wearing their masks over their nose and their mouth. Anybody walking around with it down around their chin, they and they saw them. Nope, put your mask on. Yeah. And they would make announcements all the time about you're supposed to be wearing your mask properly. Um, the booths, the the aisleways were a lot wider this year. Yeah. And with the limited capacity that we had. Uh, it never. It was still felt, crowded at times, but not. It was still crowded at times, but people. not like what it. You, yeah, you you weren't like walking through the aisles, you know, elbow to elbow. Um, our play space, the tables were nice and spread apart. 
everybody I came in contact with had their masks on. Um, we didn't like try to get right up on top of each other, you know, things like that. I, I felt for the situation, it was being handled as best as it could have been to, yeah, to, to be respectful of the, of the guidelines and things like that. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll point a finger at myself for a moment. Zach got yelled at by a convention person, uh, one of the days at the convention. Um, so there's a love, that's the level that we were at. And it was a matter of me having a drink, which we were allowed to have and having my mask hanging from one ear. And I was, I had my drink up and they were like, get your mask on. And I was like, oh, of course I did. But, but also I was like, you said I could drink in here. Um, I can't drink through a mask. Um, but that was the level of, you know, yeah. keeping an eye on things that, was felt and there wasn't I think we heard about one encounter with somebody who refused to wear a mask but I never saw anybody without a mask yeah I never saw anybody and our you know the the Drifters Atlas booth was one of them but many booths that I saw had multiple bottles of hand sanitizer setting out for people to use and I mean people were just walking by even if they didn't stop at the booth it was like oh hand sanitizer boop boop thank you and they would just keep right on going so you know yeah it it was good i i I will say just to in case we don't cover this later like celebrations online perfectly good and origins in person (laughs) um i saw one guy not wearing a mask at all and just kind of strutting around the convention center like he owned something and he walked by you know in his strut and about 10 seconds later I saw a security officer hustling to catch up, and I was like, "Won't see that again." Um, yep. So, yeah, it was very minimal in any of the conditions. Uh, yeah, so maybe this they is, did a good job go keeping people away. Keeping one of the rules was that they didn't want people. Hey, first thirty people to the booth to set to uh, to get at this game or whatever. They were trying to keep the crowds of people down as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't want you. Yeah, they didn't do. Li- they didn't want you to do limited availability of yada yadas. Um, as as so. we did very first year, limited availabilities of giveaways. Yeah, but we didn't announce it, so it was fine. And, um, and we didn't have an unreasonable amount of limited. Right. That's right. Um, so let's move on. Let's get John into this equation here, um, because. Like I said earlier, the three of us haven't talked or didn't do anything at Celebration. Right. Um, and so we really are going to have to rely on John to tell us how that went. Oh, that went. You know what? I was so excited just to be part of the scene that uh, I didn't uh, think about the fact that I had three gaming weekends in a row and uh, I sort of burnt myself out. <laughs> but, okay, but did you learn your lesson? Well, I think I did, but... Uh, every single time that I talk about it, I say I did, but I think I'll probably sign back up for a celebration weekend here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Fair now, enough. John, Fair enough. you ran, you ran, uh, among other things, some Witchlight adventures, mm-hmm. some of the preview mods for celebration. In fact, I believe what I understood was that you ran like five slots of Witchlight over. Over that, yeah, five few epic, days. epics, right? Yeah, yeah I think I, so. I mean, I uh, 
I really think that as GM of the year, I should be able to be able to have those uh, those mods. So um, when they offered them to me, I couldn't say no. Like I knew that these things were going to take up all my time, but I just wanted to make sure that I did a good job. So I put all that pre pre work in. I, I made all the maps. I um, to the point where I really wasn't ready for Origins. Oh, really? really? Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, to the detriment of a live event, you poured your heart and soul into the into celebrations. Yeah. Well, well, I thank you. Uh, uh, I was outstanding, but I, um, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that it was a detriment. Like I made it up. Like as as DM of the year, I don't just uh, as co sorry co DM of the year, I don't just uh, fail when it comes to crunch time. That's fair. That's fair. So any highlight moments from Celebration, John, before we uh, move on? I know we, we're briefly running well, over this, but... Well, Craig Craig says right here in chat that John did outstanding in Celebrations. Five stars. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. They don't they don't give me my darn scores anymore, so a little upset about that. But um, other than that, though... Um, Mm, anything about that stands out to me? Well, I did realize that I was gone the weekend before, and then I was shut in a room all weekend running games. But um, other than that, it will be just nice for after Origins to take like three weeks off before I sign up again. Hmm. I have a special request. Evidently, you did some horses. You you yeah. role played some horses during the uh, epics at Celebration. Yeah, some horses. Could you voices. give us? Could you give us a taste of what those horses sounded like, John? Oh, I got this beard in my mouth. It's real hard for me to make horse noises. But I would think that they were half horse, half elephant. We were in the fae. That's <laughs> my wife, who's asleep, like ten feet from me, is really upset by that horse noise. can't believe she's not used to it by now. <laughs> right? I mean, you said before that you practice your voices quite often, so. Yeah, I can't I can't make fun of my wife in, front, in this beard and hat because people are going to think I'm making fun of John's wife, and that's not what I'm willing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the resemblance is, is too uncanny with the hat it's, it's, and the beard. That is true. That is true. Well, here, let's, uh, let's, okay, so, so quick taste of celebration. We're going to cover most of the celebration modules and stuff in Origins, anyways. Uh, let's let's get Thomas back in here. We'll, we'll say hello to John for the last time here in, in Origins here in a few moments. But uh, let's have a chat about the con Thanks. that just. Thanks, I just needed that quick break, so I'm glad you guys held it down while I was gone. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, so we just did Origins. So hey, we're rolling through these. Um, Origins uh, was, what are we willing to say live on stream about uh, the state of Origins in 2021? I am willing to say Origins ticketing sucks. I'm willing to say that Origins was a mess that most people forgave and got over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had a great time regardless. Yes. Yeah, Origins was of. forced is what the best way I can put it, right? So it's, it seemed like 
they had to make Origins work in the place where Origins is held. So they jammed it in with everything else and just uh, hoped everyone would look the way, look the other way. The, the, the dental convention that we shared the convention hall with really wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I there was three conventions that week. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, kind of a, kind of a peek behind the curtain. Um, cause a lot of, like, like you said, a lot of people that are in the, in this, yeah. in the chat were probably, uh, took part in it in versions online. Yeah. And there was a lot, a lot of issues I know with ticketing and, and getting the information for your tables and things like that. Um, and that was again, the origins, uh, ticketing system, which is not, I mean, they know it. It's just, it's not the greatest. It needs work. If they're going to do, uh, online and in person at the same time, they need to figure out something different, but on the in-person side of things, uh, there is a reason why your online tickets were really screwed up because people didn't realize that they were purchasing online tickets, but they were going to in-person origins. And those tickets were printed as if they were regular tickets. So people were showing up to our area with tickets for online games, not realizing we don't have space. It wasn't clear. Yeah, we don't have space for them because it, they were supposed to be playing at that time online, according to their ticket. Yeah. So, the last slot, which was on Sunday, as an example for you of the chaos that we were managing on the pers- in-person side of things, the last slot had sold uh, two tables. One was a Tier 2 table, and one was a Tier 3 table for an Epic. They should have had six each. We were talking about 12 players, right? Up to 12. Up to, up to 12. Up to 12. Up to 12. 17 people showed up. Ready to play. Put me in, coach. Yep. Um, yep. And that was pretty standard um, yes. across everything. So, And um, that leads us yeah. to something else. So that, that leads us to the reason that Girk did not get his live stream tour, at yes. least in part. In part. Because uh, I think Troy had every intention of doing a live stream tour. Yes. And then and then Troy, um, Troy voluntold himself accidentally, which is multiple levels of shame. <laughs> uh, yeah. That he was supposed to run an extra slot. So Troy not was a, not an extra. I I had my days flip flopped. I thought I was supposed to run two slots on Friday and one slot on Saturday. It turns out it was opposite. You couldn't just look at your schedule like a they normal didn't, person. I didn't bring it because we always get handed a, a a hard copy of it when we get to the conventions, but we could not get into our play space. Until the morning of the convention. Yeah, let's let's be clear. Baldman Games could not hook up their printer until like nine thirty on Friday morning. Yeah, thirty minutes before start time. Like we couldn't gain access to the space or anything until literally moments before the uh, the games yeah. were to start. The 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 tables were not set up. The the 
the partitions were not set up. Nothing was set up until that morning because they would not let us in to do all those things the day before. Yeah. And we don't know why. No, I mean, I don't they think They said cleaning, ever... cleaning, quote unquote. Yeah. So to, to fill out the story, I play my do first they have like a? Do they have like a rodeo I, in the uh, convention did, hall beforehand? Didn't well, smell like it. Well, the point is, is that that is, is semi BS because I was in that same hall setting up my booth. Yeah. On the opposite that. end. Yeah. Yeah. Forty eight hours before that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what was not going all on. of forty eight hours, but forty two so, hours before that. So Troy ran his first slot mm-hmm. and then turned right around and was like, All right, round two, where am I going? And they're like, You're not supposed to be here for round two. And he's like, Yeah, I am. And uh so they long story short, they're like, Okay, here okay. you go. Well, and no, Zach. No, that's really what uh, that's happened. I know there was more happened. of a conversation. There was, there was more of a conversation, but there was. That's well, what I'll, happened. I'll stand over here and just wait in case something. Because with the ticketing messed up, I like. Well, maybe something didn't get printed out, so I'll stay right here and just see. So five people come in. They get sat at the one DM's table that is supposed to run on the schedule. It's like okay, great. Then a couple more people show up. A couple more people show up. A couple more people show up. So they're like, well, we have, he has a full table of seven, but we have five more people that have tickets for this game. It's like, how do they, how do they have tickets for the game? Well, you were it, supposed it, to run. And it's like, it, yeah, it was because of all the, the screw-ups on the online ticketing and, and, and everything. So, yeah, I'm like, well, you know, I was supposed to run anyway, right? So I'll go ahead and, and, and run. So that, that's cool. So I sat down, ran the game. I was like, all right, great. Went back to the hotel room. We're trying to figure out dinner plans. I pull up the schedule. And it's like... Wait, wait. You pulled up the schedule. Can you repeat that again? I pulled up the schedule finally. <laughs> okay. Well, it was that I, I easy. Didn't do that because, I didn't do that because they didn't hand it to me. Yeah, I didn't. Well, because, you know... If I would have gotten handed it to me in the morning, like I expected it to be, I'd been like, "Oh, I I had it back. I had mixed up." Mm. It's not only John get, that gets the smoke here on this podcast. Yeah, no, I I, I get I'm getting railed, but uh, yeah, so it was like, uh, well, damn it, I wasn't supposed to run two slots today. I'm running two slots tomorrow, so my running times completely ate up. Any time for the dealers area, both Friday and Saturday. And Saturday yeah, it, it was just madness. So yeah, just, Troy, Troy, Troy had no time, and Troy was the person. If any of us were going to have time, hypothetically, he was the man for it. Um, and also, he's our tech guru. So right, uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Gert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on top of all that, just so you have some sense, so that was just the AL problems, and there's probably yeah. more than that that we're not privy to. But also, every sign, and every post, and every website app, and every piece of t- information was pointing you towards the wrong halls. <laughs> yes. For the entire convention. Oh man. They had printed everything wrong. Yep. Um, and then other things like. I guess, like, 
a good i i'm gonna throw out a percentage here that i don't know but i'm gonna say like 60 percent of their coupon books never showed up and so they ran out of coupon books that all these companies had paid to put coupons in on friday <laughs> yeah. and it was just a mess it was a mess but for us i think troy we had fun running games Thomas and I and all three of us had fun working the booth. We got to meet a lot of cool people again. Um, I had Troy. I don't even know if I told you this or not, but I had the first person come up and ask for a signature in their book from me. And that was weird. So we'll put that in the weird category. Um, yeah, Bear Droid. Gen Con, yep. solid. Origins, not so much. I give props to Origins, though. They did. The masks policy and all that was pretty much in place. No, mm -hmm. no real issues there. Um, they just didn't look like they looked like they had spent all their time making sure that their COVID precautions were in place, and like put together the actual convention thirty days beforehand. Yeah. Well, that and they, you know, last year they kind of. Man, I mean. Yeah. For lack of a better word, they, they shit the bed last year and didn't have an Origins Online, so they couldn't test out an online ticketing system like everybody else did. So they tried to figure it out with their yeah. normal ticketing, yeah. and it just it just wasn't... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh... And this isn't a, a slam against them, but it's the difference between having a board trying to do things in a business that is running just this. Yes. That's what we saw the difference between Gen Con and Origins was this time. This was yeah, people so who are on a board of random people that are probably are, want what's best and everything else, and they tried really hard. And the people that I talked to did right by us as a booth and tried their best to make things the best mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. And in this weird time when things weren't absolutely normal and regular and everything else, there was a lot of issues. Yeah. yeah, I'm not mad about any of it. No, no there no, are no, people no. that but, are, but we so are there, not there, those there are people. people that are. Yeah, there's a lot. And to and to Baldwin Games credit, and I will always, you know, toot the that horn. The people that had their tickets screwed up, um, got taken care of. Got taken care of. Uh, we had people that would go out and buy uh, generic tickets to try to get in on games with us, and I'm pretty sure we sat. Nearly everyone, if not everyone. Yeah, I think we sat every single generic and every single misprinted online ticket. Which is, mm -hmm. again, why I ended up running those extra games. Because these people bought tickets, you know. and Which yeah. is a really a phenomenal feat. Yeah. yeah. When you think about how little amount of people were there to fill in when they needed the hands... Yeah, it's really oh, an extraordinary yeah. feat what happened with how many people got sat, even though there was all these extra. Oh yeah. Oh Spencer, home. Spencer is printing out actual stickers that said "I survived Origins Online 2021" for all the DMs that attend Winter Fantasy because it was awful. Evidently, as bad it as was, it was in it person, was and it was rough. Evidently, it was horrible. On the well, GM side. online, they had, and I think a lot of it was because people that were attending in person snarfed up a bunch of the online tickets. So mm -hmm. a lot of tables didn't fire off for the online origins 
so they were collapsing them down mm. and having they were having to have the DMs that were supposed to run the tables go to go. other tables to play just to fill out so that they would have enough wow. people for tables to fire. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, um, yeah. We haven't really cu- so 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 that's that's problems and and solutions, but Troy, what did you end up running at Origins? I ran well. You, more more slamming on Troy now. Uh, I was going into Origins thinking that I was running the exact same stuff that I ran at Gen Con because I thought to myself, you know what? These are pretty much back-to-back. I'm going to sign up for more learn-to-play stuff since we wrote it. I know it. I can do and this you, in my sleep. You checked your schedule and you and saw I checked that my it was schedule learned. and it was in, you know, whatever. I, 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 I could have swore I checked that schedule when I first got it. When, when Dave sent it out to us. Mm. Could have sworn. I could have sworn. Because I knew I was running one or two slots on Friday and the opposite on Saturday because I had that in my head. It's like, yeah, so, that's how it was supposed to lay out. So when did you realize that you were wrong? Uh, when did we leave? <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, I uh, realized that uh, Wednesday morning. You mean Wednesday morning at uh, like 10 in the morning or Wednesday morning at 7 p.m. when you picked up your truck to come down? Uh, no, Wednesday morning like uh, 10 because uh, it was, yeah, learn to play in space. It was, uh, I, I pulled up the schedule just, I just looked at my slots and it was like, and out of the corner of my eye, I could see that the titles of the adventure were not, we're not the same to play link. Adventure. It's like, what does that say? Ten nine and ten ten. Oh shit! <laughs> and I yes. kind of sat back and I and I looked at the date and was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's for this origins, all right." Hmm. It has my name on it. That's strange. Did I? This, that's, this is staring hard at this two plus two and can't quite make can't, out. It's can't certainly quite not five. four. Can't quite yeah. get to five. I don't understand. So I I printed those suckers out, and my truck was in the shop, which is kind yeah. of a good thing at this point. Otherwise, I would have left and <laughs> showed up at Origins like, I'm ready for some learn to play. So I printed out the printed out the adventures and uh, read read the one. Got my truck at uh, six thirty that evening. Yeah. Loaded it up, took off to Columbus, and then uh, Thursday, while these yahoos were playing uh, games, I uh, I prepped my other module to run, and I, and I did uh, ten nine and ten ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so right up to the very end of the season, uh, yeah. don't know what happened in the end, epic because I didn't have to run that, but I ran. Each of those twice. Mm-hmm. And along with all this crazy ticketing stuff going on, Saturday night, uh, they were doing the Wild Beyond the Witchlight epic. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to have two tables, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And they had asked Zach. Like yeah, they asked Zach. He's like, hey, do you want to help admin? He's like, yeah, sure. I and got like, sucked in so Gabriel could play. Yeah. 
And then, well, and then uh, John, and John, yeah, John was going to help admin, and I'm like, well, if you guys are going to help admin, then I'm going to help admin, or at least do something. So I go over there, and there was a line almost as long as our play space of people that had generic tickets. And, and online tickets. And oh, online sure. tickets. And in-person tickets. Wanting to play this epic. And everybody just started scrambling. Who can we get to run a table? Who can we get to run the table? So John uh, sacrificed himself on the altar of running a table as, you know, as he should as DM of the year. So that his son could uh, be sure to have a spot to play. And another one of the DMs stepped up. How many tables did we end up with? Four or five? I couldn't tell you. If I feel something like that. I think it was five. And I got to got to help admin along with uh, Zach and our friend Ted. Yeah. As as you know, um, with that many people with generics and things like that, um, as code DM of the year, I really had to step in and make sure that uh, I, I earned that award. Um, got the table going and. Um, all my players said that it was the best table they played all weekend. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. I said it was so, for my son. I said it was for my son, but I just really wanted to get the accolades of jumping in in the last minute and really get that table off the ground. Um, all was good, though. All was good. We just left Tom in the hotel room dying of starvation for three hours. But other than yeah. that, we were we were good to go. Yeah, so, so let's talk about this for a minute, John. So your son Gabriel also came to the convention. Not his first convention, but uh, but a good one and a big one. Um, and uh, Gabriel had a, a, I think, the star moment of the oh, bald did. man he in person experience. Talk to us about that moment, John. Uh, that moment meant everything to me, man. Um, we were just uh, talking about it on the way up in the car, and um, it was really nice to have my my son there and really getting being part of the group. Um, I think everybody liked him better than they liked me, but other than that, that, that was, uh, that's a little bit off topic, but, um, but he, uh, he really shined through. He, uh, was playing a bard and did this really sweet, um, song that he wrote on his ukulele for uh, everybody. And it was touching. It brought a tear to the, the old man's eyes. Wow. I, you know, meta wise, Thomas, you did a great job there. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. As someone who did not see this event happen, you did a great job of summarizing practically exactly how it went. So props to you oh, as John, as Thomas. I, I will make fun of John as John being Thomas, but I will not make fun of John's uh, relationship with Gabriel being Thomas. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. Uh, Gabe had a great moment uh, in, yeah. in thing and uh, stole the show from one of the epics. So He sure did. Ever- he sure did. Everyone I talked to said the same thing. Yeah, if yeah. if we can find someone that... Because that, I was stunned. I I was not ready for it. I didn't record it. Nobody uh, recorded it, but... Well, I, no, I saw a lot of people sitting at the tables that were recording it. So if we can, if we can somehow find hmm. that... I would love you, to be able to post it somewhere. If if you're a BMG player and you were during that epic, you owe us one because we sat you when you didn't have to. So uh, send that over to my DM sucks at gmail.com. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, 
so that kind of ties let, let's wrap up the al experience for origins uh bear droid is asking how is the new Witchlight season better or worse than rhyme um so i as a note i ran the end of season 10 epic and the beginning of Witchlight season epic so kind of bookends on both of those um as a quick note uh they could not be more different yeah, no um I won't go into spoilers, but at the bare level, the season 10 ending epic starts with combat and does not stop until the end. It is like four combats in a row and you're done. There's zero role play. It is, it is just fight, 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 done. Then yeah, you go no into which, no spoil. Well, but I did not tell you anything about no. the story or what happens or who the creatures were or anything, right? In, and I don't think, even if you knew what season 10, 10, 10, the last official module was, you would know what I was talking about there. Um, then you step into Witchlight, and it is the exact opposite of that. Yep. Um, as a note, I, I, I think we're going to be real careful, and we're going to see how some more of this season shakes up. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair statement. But what we can say is that this season is running just the hardcover yeah and we are converting the hardcover to adventures and the first the epic is the first chapter of Witchlight. um and i think it went better than some people expected i think that there were Obvious flaws that were unavoidable when you're converting something that was never meant to be an AL mod. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, I think that most of the comments that we got were by and from players were by and large, this was an absolute blast. So it's hard to say anything other than so far so good to some extent. The proof is going to be in the pudding whether we can continue with or the custard. Our players are having, yeah, proof is in the custard that our players are having continue to have a blast, regardless of the mad scrambling and, and chaos that is happening behind the scenes as the DMs convert, prep, and then run a hardcover book in bite sized yeah. chunks to different yeah. parties. I, I think to sum up how Adventures League in the BMG area went at origins. I think we were a pond full of ducks. Yes. Just when you look at us, we're just smooth. It's a serene lake. Yep. Yeah. Serene lake. These ducks just cruise and ride along. They look great. But if you looked under the water, you would see nothing but duck feet just flapping all over the place. Just trying to keep us going. And then, and that's kind of what it was. Can we can we turn John's nickname to Duckfeet? Yeah. Just his desk <laughs> is smooth and he has everything ready, but on, on the outside he's all nervous and Duckfeet. Duck yeah, duck so I'm seeing some comments in chat. I think um, yeah. I think the thing I can say to address these comments about wishing you had known that the season was going to be this before you bought the book is that what you are experiencing what you're going to experience through organized play is at the beginning super streamlined 
with a whole bunch of plot elements ripped out. And my suspicion is that will only get more that way as you go along. Because, here, let me, let me give it for example without doing any spoilers. But there is a whole adventure hook for Witchlight that we ripped out from the beginning. Or let me rephrase that, because I didn't I, I can't claim any any credit for doing the conversion, but somebody completely ripped out. My suspicion is that that adventure hook has some weight further on in the adventure based off of what the hook is and how it's presented. And you're gonna have to rectify that you don't have that hook and that plot element later on. And so my suspicion is the further you get in the series, the more we're going to divert from what the book presents and the more we're going to have to make up to fill gaps. Um, it, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think running it at home is going to be a completely different experience. I think um, it's one of those things where like you're going to read the book before you watch the movie, mm -hmm. right? This is well, you could do the same thing with Witchlight and say like, oh, this is how the book was written, but here's the here's the AL version that is completely different in many ways. But there there is a small saving grace for mm -hmm. for those like Greg and Girk that are you know that we're probably going to try to run it for people, mm -hmm. and then yeah, it's getting spoiled by what they're doing with the AL. Uh, the Dungeon Craft adventures that are being released on DMs Guild for season 11 are AL legal and I am thinking that a lot of the DMs for virtual weekends may be running those as well as running the stuff from the hardback so having said that if you want to avoid spoiling the hardcover for you to be able to run or, or whatever just don't do the AL actual seasons and try to play in as many dungeon craft adventures as you can because mm -hmm. you're still going to get the same fey realm weird kind of ad adventures and it just won't be the actual story so and I, I can't say for sure how that's going to work I haven't read any of them there's quite a few of them that are out now um yeah, there's eight out currently, I think. Plus, so, yeah. Yeah, nice. so. Ooh, Craig yeah, is writing his. Oh, Craig. You need, to, you need to hook some people up. I I think Craig needs to uh, jump in on a VDW weekend and run. Mm. If he's writing it, because, I mean, who's going to run it better than the author? That's true. That's true. I will also say that if we go back to chat, that Bear Droid said learn to play dot 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 in space. That's only if Zach is running the learn to plays because yeah. Troy will relatively follow That's right. what what is being asked of him. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So we covered what we ran. We covered yeah. general stuff. Is there? Do we wrap up with some highlights and call it good? Sure. I think so, yeah. Who's going to start right. this time? Well, I started last time. Um, okay, I can start. That's fine. Um, so, there was a event as part of the epic that I got to run. Um, 
let's see. I'm gonna okay. Mild spoilers here, because because it's not worth it if I have to dance around it. Yeah. Uh, in the carnival, that is the epic. There is a uh, uh, a feasting orchard, which is basically a pie eating contest area. And I got to run that section over and over and over again. Because we ran the Epic differently than what they did online. We, yes. Each table was at least one, typically several different uh, carnival attractions. And tape, uh, parties went around and bounced between tables visiting different parts of the carnival. And I got to run the uh, pie-eating contest. And that was hilarious and awesome and actually really cool um how it worked it was a really simple mechanic um but the prize was actually cool like the the reward for who ate the most pies was actually a good cool thing and there was some cool plot development that happened in that area and i got to run it like eight times and i had food fights i had um you know showdown stare down intense rivalries happening at my table um you know it was just you know victorious cheers um i had people casting spells underneath the table to offset people's prowess at pie eating <laughs> like any sort of shenanigans and you know our our we like shenanigans here on the bite size oh, game yeah. podcast um, shenanigans abounded at that, and it was the perfect time and place for it. Um, and no one died. So, no one died there. That being said, my other favorite thing, this is for you, Craig and Girk, and other people in chat who delight in this sort of thing. I did kill people in my season 10 ending. Um, uh, I killed a guys um see i won't do spoilers again i'll be careful here um but in the final boss i absolutely killed uh one of the characters and then i feeble-minded another guy um and it was delectable might as well have killed him there it is Yep, yep, exactly. Yep, there it is. Yep. It was delectable. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, uh, I feeble-minded a druid, which is great. Hard to do. Hard to do. Hard to do. And, well, it's an intelligence save. Keep oh, that in mind. Oh, yeah, it's so, not wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, uh, I think it was a barbarian. It was a fighter or a barbarian that got murdered. Um, and it was one of those, like, when you get reduced to zero, you die. Sort of characters that creatures that killed him, and um, it was a hard pill to swallow. But it was a good learning lesson for a group of level ten characters that like when you actually have somebody who's not afraid of killing you running a game. I you can die at any level. Um, I, I told you that what still to this day one of my favorite times was the early session for Frost Maiden. And it was the one that had very little combat, and I killed people. I killed a whole group like three times on traps. Yeah, literally oh, yeah. just on traps. Yeah, those traps yeah. were no joke. 
Those traps were fantastic, and they they got my my old school GM in me. It just I felt Gary Gygax in my soul oh, yeah. as I murdered people to traps. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, the other the other session of the epic that I ran, um, it was it was painful. I I had some new players and. Um, I really wanted to ride that line of like I didn't want a TPK, but I wanted it to be like nearly a traumatic experience, right? And uh, it it was it was perfect. Like <laughs> that end monster for the end of season ten is brutal, and just they could not win for losing. They they ended up having to have help. They were doing a good job, relatively, but they ended up having to have help from the Tier 3 table that sent people over during the Epic and kind of gave them the jolt that they needed to keep going because they would walk up to the monster and just, bam, get dropped. And then they'd have to pull a body out, heal him up, throw another body at the monster. Um, it was a delight, um, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um so that was that was probably my highlights was really fun Gonzo epic on Witchlight and then a very brutal ending for season two. Right on, Thomas, what you got? Uh, my highlight is that I was able to um, Friday afternoon I was able to bring my kids down to the con, so I spent most of the day dragging two children with a total age together of eight. <laughs> um, and uh, with a five and a three-year-old boy at the con, spending probably too much money and eating things they wouldn't have been able to eat at home. And we so we started off the day. We got we, we left Akron, Ohio at, at 6.45 in the morning or something like that. And we started off the day with two 24-ounce Sprites as we leave at 7 a.m., and normally they have like their normal like six inch kids cup or six ounce kids cup at dinner and things like that. So they started off just super jacked, just sugar rush. And then we spent, uh, and then we walked around the con all day long, bought too much stuff. We left with magic car pats, all kinds of stuff. And then we, uh, we were on the way home and the kids just turned into little jerks, but. Other than that, mm. they were just way too tired. But it was a lot of driving and a lot of everything else. But it was a uh, it was a fun day. It was a really fun day. The only thing that would have made it better is if my mm. wife would have been able to come. But circumstances were set where she couldn't make it down. So um, other than that, the the show was still a lot of fun. Um, I spent all day Saturday and Sunday in the booth basically when I wasn't walking around and, and talking to some other booths and things like that. But we met some really cool people, mm -hmm. as always. Um, got to see all my friends again, like always. Origins, as we talked about on beforehand, it was quiet, and it was, it was not what I think any of us expected. But again, it, was, it was, still was a show. It still was seeing a lot of those people we really care about. It was, um, again, getting our stuff in front of people. Um, there was a, uh, I don't want to know what's bear droid. What do you mean by just no? <laughs> just no, Thomas. <laughs> was, Magic car pants, 
total or of eight p eight age eight, eight take you to a convention twenty four ounces. ounces <laughs> what you pick? Yeah, yeah what no dad do you day. It's dad day. Um, yeah, but we uh, we also went to the Lego store and spent too much money there as well. But um, but mm. it was it was a lot of fun. It was a little crazy. The nice part is that at the booth on basically all weekend, I saw a decent amount of people from my store. So not people that I work with, but customers that came down, um, mm-hmm. people that I have dealt with that got to see what I get to do sort of on the side. Mm-hmm. So that was fun, too. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> all that. Yep. All right. Well, hey, we have now done nearly an hour did, and a half. I didn't get to go. No, no, we're skipping. That's what I was getting ready to say. Is I don't think we have time for Troy's highlights. Um, sorry, we have time for John though. If John oh. wants to do his highlights, <laughs> John's struggling. John struggled with the beard. It's it's, it's basically a giant rubber band. This is well worth getting on our uh, our okay. Twitch stream afterwards. Yeah, if you're okay. listening to this podcast and tuning in, okay, I'm, I'm good to go. So, so John, final highlights. Your last guy. Um, final highlights for me is definitely uh, probably the uh, musical styling of Gabriel. Mm. But, but all the other highlights are also good. The the fact mm-hmm. that I done messed up and. Ran three, three basically conventions in a row. Um, the fact that um, I think that I know what I'm doing and I'm not going to sign up for anything until Winter Fantasy, but I'm obviously wrong. And uh, and the fact that um, while I live in Nashville, I'm not willing to step out of my comfort zone and try other Nashville chicken just because, just in case it's as good as what it is back home. Oh my gosh, I'm so pleased that you brought that up. That's awesome. So, chat, <laughs> let's have a talk about this for a moment. Uh, we'll give we'll give Thomas a moment to return here, and I'll cover for him if he wants. Uh, but we went to a a local restaurant there in Columbus, and one of the items on the menu was hot chicken, which John has talked about numerous, numerous times about Nashville hot chicken, best hot chicken, best hot chicken in the country. Oh man, Nashville hot chicken, Hot Mama's hot chicken, or whatever place he talks about all the time. Deezy's, Deezy's hot chicken, yeah, whatever. Uh, so it's we get important. into this thing, and they've got hot chicken on the menu, and I said, John, you need to order hot chicken. Isn't this your thing? And he's like, No, no, there's no good hot chicken outside of Nashville. And I'm like, I don't know. It could be the greatest thing. Like he basically said, "F that chicken." Yep. Yeah, he basically yep. said, F that chicken. And then, so the waitress comes up, and she's like, oh, well, could, could I take your order? And I'm like, yeah, what's your favorite thing on the menu? And she's like, oh, the hot chicken is the best. <laughs> and John looked at her with true murder in his eyes. It was the most delightful thing. I was so pleased. I ordered the hot chicken. And I so, raved about that hot chicken. <laughs> Thomas and I were like... Best hot chicken ever. I don't, uh, I don't care was, how bad it is. It doesn't matter at this point. The, it tastes the idea amazing. Is, 
the idea is that John will never try it, so we just tell them that it is the yeah. best thing ever. And, and we all it was know. Good. And we all know. It's, it's, he's afraid. Yeah. He's afraid. afraid to admit it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that that you know what that was probably also one of my favorite that was, that was moments of origins was, was was John having to sit there and take Zach and Thomas raving about the hot chicken at Columbus, Ohio. Uh, all right, Troy, let's give you a moment here. All right, I've got I've got quite a few. Yeah. So my family from Gen Con showed up showed up to Origins, mm-hmm. and I got to talk to them again and, and hang out with them for a little bit. So that was really cool. Um, I had a table where, and it was one of those, I believe it was one of those last minute tables kind of a thing. They hadn't planned on playing. They're from the Indianapolis area. They just decided, hey, let's go to Origins, check it out. They came over, got in a game. Um, I think the, the one is a teacher. The rest of them had just started playing D&D in the past few months. Of course they got in a game. It was all in limited amount of tickets. Yeah, pretty much. And they crit me. One guy, one of the players crit me seven times. Wow. And I'm just like, what is going on? This is this is insane. And then the other guy was playing a cleric, and he, he attacked me with a guiding bolt and crit. Hmm. And then later on, he ca- he's like, well, I'm going to cast guiding bolt again. I'm like, oh, yeah, you crit again too? And he, and he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like just the table was was just full of crit, and to the point where I walked away from the table, grabbed another DM, and said, "You're you're running that table now. I'm taking over yours." And I sat down at their table, and was like, "Okay, I'm your DM now. What are you running?" And everybody was just like, "What's going on? What's happening?" So that was a lot of fun. The player had a whole pants full of crit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, he crit so bad, he crit my pants. That's not good. That's not good at all. Um, yeah, getting to hang out with uh, with everybody again, like Thomas said, meeting mm-hmm. Gabriel finally face-to-face, that was really cool, and hanging out with him. Uh, Zach and I were inducted into a secret cult. It's nice right. to be part of it. It's nice to it be only part. took 10 years of D&D before I got pulled into a cult. Yeah. I've been in this cult for a couple of years now, since since Origins two years ago, actually. And see, you know, I've been... I remember when the when the, the Chick track came out, Darkest Dungeon, mm-hmm. when it was first printed. And mm-hmm. it, in that pamphlet, it promised that I it would promised? be able to cast spells. And I've been playing this damn game for almost 40 years, and I still can't cast a spell, but I finally got inducted to a cult. Mm-hmm. So... I bought- I bought a really cool wizard hat while I was at Gen Con. That was part of one of my favorite things that I've done. That was good. Yeah. The, and uh, one thing that was at Origins that was better than Indy, we could find food mm-hmm. after we were done running. It wasn't mm-hmm. a nigh impossible task like it was at uh, at, yeah. at Gen Con. It as long as we like were fine with the impossible. Yeah, as long as we were fine with one specific place. Yeah, the surf snatch for hot chicken. <laughs> we, we, um, somebody thought that all of his friends were going to be done running games at seven o'clock. Um, and he gets out of the booth at seven o'clock or six thirty, seven o'clock, and everybody is now being 
inducted back into another game, and I just sadly walked over to the hotel with a pint of ice cream and waited for you guys to get done to eat pizza. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was a fun convention. It was. I am proud of the fact that we, had to, regardless mm. of all the craziness from Origins, we ha- we got to seat those people with the with the messed yeah. up tickets and the generics and and made sure that they had a good time. Yeah, and uh, that's the Baldwin way. Yeah, that is right? the Baldwin like, way. And we've been I've been doing this for four or five years now. I always forget what year it actually was, but it's been four or five years. And I know you've been doing it even longer, Troy. But Zach and I have been doing it for four or five years, and and that's all I've ever known from that crowd is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're not going to promise you a seat if you have generics, but we're going to do our absolute best with what we have. And if yeah. you're willing to, and if you're willing to be flexible, we'll find you something to play. Yeah, yeah. And that worked. Got to when I finally got to walk the the uh, vendor hall. I uh, got to talk with a lot of cool creators. Um, talked to a lot of cool people. Um, I came home with a crap ton. Of free league product, yeah. Which is I awesome. think if we were to record an episode or we were to chat about the number of things that we picked up and go through them, that would be its own episode. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, don't talk to me about that. My wife almost left me when I came home from Gen Con with a car full of stuff. <laughs> well, fair. I'm not. I'm not claiming it's not. I'm just saying that there was a whole bed full of stuff and. And uh, and I, she looked at me, and she she's she instantly all I could feel is her mind screaming. Are the bills paid? <laughs> they, uh, they will be. They will be. Yeah. I've called all them right. all. Well, hey. We're going to be a couple days late, but they're getting there. Uh, Fair enough, Craig. You're asking if if anybody that we can talk to from Free League is that what you're saying? Yes. Because. We yes. uh, we have some people coming to the podcast from Free League pre- uh, Publishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got several cool guests, I think, in the hopper. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember all of them, but we've got several in. We've got a lot locked and loaded. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot. Yep, yep. We're gonna have to do a holy host of interview podcasts if we're gonna get through them in any reasonable time. Yeah. So. Uh, but one stands out above all others. And that was... The, so, uh, there is a bald man. One oh, of the yes. One of the... If there, think about, like, in, in Forgotten Realms terms. If we were a Forgotten Realms podcast, we have secured a Lord of Waterdeep to come on to our show. Yes. Right. right. It, probably so, the hidden... One of the hidden lords... We never would have expected this. Yeah, yeah. So that is that is coming in the next few weeks, certainly. Free League is coming in the next few weeks, certainly. Um, we got a couple more creators, like like we had Lissa uh, in the last episode. Uh, we've got some more creators coming, um, and there's going to be more that I'm forgetting. But um, hey, we're going to have a return. We're going to have a return of, I would say, one of our best episode guests is coming back for round two, coming in hot, hot, with with a lot to say. Yep. Thomas, it's not you. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not you. 
<laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't been invited back again. What is going on here? Listen, we we said, listen, we gotta have Thomas back because he's the best. But then right behind him, we've got okay. Okay. this other guy who has okay. who has a uh, well. Who ha- and, and you guys know now. You guys know when John can't make it, I'm a suitable replacement. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Uh, or or I, an identical replacement. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would work on growing the authentic beard. Um, yeah. If I knew that we don't, I had we don't a, have time for semi permanent. Yeah. If I had, a, yeah, yeah. If I knew I had a semi permanent, yeah. I would just get yeah. the facial reconstruction surgery so I could have like the like the full beard. It would be. Yeah. You guys are that important to me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. a skin graft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just show up at his house and be like, John. If you really care this much about the podcast and D and D, you will switch faces with me. Yes. Face uh, off. Face off. Bite-sized gaming edition. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, well, Zach's never seen Face Off because that was before I, he was born. But I have seen Face Off several times, actually. And uh, you know what? It's a great movie. I will say it's a better movie than Goonies, just for John, because I have no idea how he feels about Face Off. But my suspicion oh. is it's ranked quite a bit lower than Goonies. Yeah, that would hurt me. Oh, really? Oh, man, when mm. you said that, that hurt me. Okay. Anything Nick uh, Cage is up there. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, here, let's do this. Uh, hey, if you enjoyed these shenanigans from either this episode or the last one where I forgot to do this, uh, you can head over to the Bite Size Gaming Facebook page and give us a like and a follow, give us a comment, send us a message, tell us what you thought, tell us if we have creators that we should be getting on here that we haven't so far, or if you want to hear somebody uh, come on again that we've had in the past, that's great too. You can also head over to our Discord and uh, chat us up there. We've got a nice community showing, uh, talking about a lot of different things, showing off all their cool, cool Kickstarters and crowdfunding that they've purchased and convention stuff and yada, 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 yada. It's a blast. Um, you should go check that out. Somewhere out there in the world, there's a Twitter account. Still haven't found it. We'll find I think, it at some I think point. Thomas still has it in his pocket. I think Thomas still has it in his pocket, but we will eventually awesome. recover the the Twitter and get that up. Troy, I think after last episode, you've promised now. I think in between episodes that you're getting the the bite size gaming TikTok up and running. So look for that in the near future. <laughs> um, there's a lot of places that you can connect with us now, and more to come. Yeah. Um, so. And if you see our Twitter, let us know. That's right. Uh, and, and before Troy reminds me, um, you should also find us on your favorite podcast catcher. And you should give us a review and a five-star rating because that's how more people find us on, on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, while you're at it, share our Twitch stream every once in a when while. You are- That'd be cool, too. When you are putting that five-star rating in, just let them know that you would like to see more of Tom and more of Tom slash John, and I will happily show back up. Yeah, Most of the right. time, For- I am being ignored by this time in the evening anyway. <laughs> so we will... <laughs> for every review... Uh, for every review... One, one review for Thomas equals one return of Thomas. No more, no less. So <laughs> no we're counting less. on you... Oh. Just wait, just wait till I pay for reviews. Yeah. You guys are going to have to make a third stream a week with me, just me talking about random things that I enjoy. Yeah. But there's already a random Thomas stream a week. It's on your own channel. It's called Nudes Day Tuesday. And we appreciate you taking time off from that to uh, pop into our channel and hang out. So. 
What's what's unfortunate is Origins didn't want to approve Nudes Day Tuesday, the uh, the pre-show pre-show. That's right. Oh gosh. All right. With that, uh, folks, thanks for hanging out for this uh, this extended episode. And until next week, we'll see you next time. Have a great game, everybody. And be safe. Excelsior. Yeah. John's supposed to say that. Oh. I did not. Excelsior. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, delightful.